Hi, and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast. When you perform a mock inspection or we do it for you, it tells a lot more about your business operations than just what the ATF might point out. So if all of a sudden your bound book records are showing that there are firearms that aren't there, they really were just shipped out and somebody didn't record it during the you know the shipping process, it says there's something broken with the business process itself. The installment is brought to you by our friends at Tipton Gun Cleaning Supplies. We're gonna be giving away one of the ultra cleaning kits. I'd ask you to do a close up, but uh, in reviewing past episodes, Dustin. What? Whenever I ask for a label close up, you do not give me a label close That's up. That's not true. Totally true. That's not true. Side camera this week. Look at that. Yeah, side camera. Side that's camera. right. There we Why go. do you get a side camera? You have a side camera right oh. there. Oh, so I do. Well, I'm just. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. You know, it's no secret that the things that you keep in your gun safe are important. They're valuable. They're things that you want, you need, you need to hold on to, whether it's just your firearms and supplies. Or I know a lot of people like to use their gun safes to hold things like tax returns and other important documents, family photos. All of those things are incredibly important. And to help keep better track of it and better maintenance on those items, Lockdown has a series of devices and utilities and tools to help keep those things that you treasure safe. One of my personal favorites that we actually use here in the office quite a bit uh, around our storage for cameras and lighting and things like that is just one of their dehumidifiers. Now they have lots of other stuff. You may have already heard of the golden rod. You've heard a lot of stuff about the lockdown puck, uh, which is a smart device to help keep your gun drawer, your safe, your tools, even your wine cellar safe. Uh, and checking up on the humidity and the atmosphere in those places as well. We did a great episode with Lockdown several weeks back that you could check out at factsandfirearms.com slash blog, where we go through pretty much their entire product line and everything from the Lockdown Puck to dehumidifiers to even things like, you know, storage, rack shelving, things of that variety, keeping your safe, keeping your gun room clean, organized, and protected and you can even get something like this one of their room or gun safe dehumidifiers if you're looking to organize that space in your home again whether it's for your gun safe or just anything that you hold valuable we'd recommend you go to lockdown.com Hi, and welcome to episode 40 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Today, we have a great show. John Rydberg, the co-founder and CEO of Orchid LLC, is on with us. We're going to be talking about a whole suite, a whole gamut of FFL resources that Orchid and their subsidiary companies provide to folks who are starting FFLs or who are in firearms manufacturing, and maybe even uh, the folks that have been in business for quite a while. We, as Facts and Firearms, are a client of Orchid and you will recognize a lot of the clients that they have, folks like Smith & Wesson and Browning and so on. Uh, so you'll definitely want to stick around for that. He's going to go over some of the resources and things to keep in mind if you are like so many other folks in 2020, uh, considering starting your own FFL. Also, during Jay's World of Eats, we're going to be giving away a Tipton Ultra uh, Gun Cleaning Kit from our friends at Tipton Gun Cleaning. So make sure you stick around for that. And we'll also be giving away with it one of our Facts and Shield coffee mugs. To get entered, you could go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 40. Before we get going with today's main segment, we'll take a quick break to hear from our friends of the podcast, and then we will turn it over to our conversation with John of Orchid. 
I think their product headline says it best, ring steel, not your ears. If you haven't checked out uh, episode 27 of the Facts and Blogging podcast, we actually spoke uh, to Jared from Caldwell Shooting about some of their uh, extensive line of hearing protection and accessories. One of the things that they sent out to us was a set of their Emac Shadows. And the nice thing about the Emac Shadows is not only are they excellent ear protection for the range, or for training, or even when you're just mowing your lawn or working with power tools, uh, but they also are a Bluetooth headset. So if you're into earbuds and power beats and AirPods and all that kind of thing, you can still get great stereo sound, dual microphones and device control all right here from the shadows and again when you use those foam tips uh, you also get a 25 db noise reduction rating as well so if you're out on the range all day you're working on a project in the garage you want to listen to music you still need to take calls that sort of thing no need to be taken on and off the giant muffs you could just have a pair of shadows in and you can find these over at caldwellshooting.com and don't forget to check out our whole episode about hearing protection with caldwell at faxandfirearms.com slash blog well as promised uh, we have john from orchid advisors on with us we're going to be talking a little bit about what they do as far as atf compliance and helping ffls and a whole host of other things uh, but john first of all thank you so much for joining us Thank you. So, John, if you could just, you know, give our audience a little bit of background about who you are and what you do and what ORCID is all about, the, the elevator pitch, if you will. Sure. So my name is John Ryberg. I am the CEO and co-founder of ORCID LLC. Uh, ORCID LLC is actually the parent company to both uh, ORCID Advisors and ORCID Solutions. ORCID Advisors is focused all on our uh regulatory compliance services, everything from uh, federal firearms licensing, education, ATF inspection assistance, import and export services. And ORCID Solutions is focused on delivering all the technology around that. So whether it be a retail point of sale system, uh, manufacturing ERP systems, or even payment processing through a product we have called ORCID Pay, uh, together they form uh, what we consider to be an end-to-end -end solution for federal firearms licensees. Very good. Now, uh, we as Faxon are a client of, of ORCID, and uh, we, we've worked with, with you all a lot. Obviously, you don't deal with the media guys on a day-to-day -day basis, but you know, uh, you've, you're obviously in regular you know, uh, communication with Joey, our COO, and I'm sure Jay, our product director, and kind of the other folks who run you know, the, the, the operations uh, side of the business. But with all that said, and, and the whole host of services that you offer, for, you know, one thing that we think we've been seeing during this pandemic and during this gun sales spike is, um, you know, a lot of people wanting to get their own FFL. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's a small mom and pop store. Sometimes that's, you know, somebody who just wants to have something to work on guns in their basement. You know, what, what are some of the things that, that you you know, advise people to look to or offer as services for the folks who are, are just getting started out and getting an FFL? Sure. I think it's important that the individual uh, really have a good understanding of why they want to get their federal firearms license. Um, there are 
advantages and burdens with getting your FFL, um, those primarily being from a regulatory perspective, and it can bring some, some liability. The advantages of it are, you know, the ability to operate a manufacturing or retail business, um, you know, inside of the firearms industry, which, you know, at present is uh, exceeding all sales records just about ever in history. So number one, understand why you're trying to get in is because you're strictly, you know, hobbyist. Um, do you have an actual business plan? Do you understand the industry and the regulatory environment? Um, as you know, um, as a, a fellow FFL, uh, there are a lot of regulations. So it's important to understand what you're getting into. In terms of services that we provide, uh, we're approached by uh, startups and actual existing uh, FFLs as well. who are looking to get additional licenses like their special occupational tax license so they can get into NFA firearms. And we have two services in that regard. Uh, one is really just a turnkey solution so they can get those licenses on their own. It's not that complicated. Uh, some people are looking for a little bit more handholding, if you will, and understanding what the expectations are at a state level or you know, maybe even down to the to the uh, fire marshal and understanding what the expectations are there. And, and we'll walk them through that process. So we're seeing a lot of requests of that, given the uh, the boom in the industry. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, a, a lot of people don't understand, you know, how many restrictions are on FFL holders and just firearms manufacturers, resellers and, and so on in general. You know, we've had other folks and actually a couple of our dealers come in and, and uh, guest on the show a couple of times over the last few months. And, you know, the general buyer is now learning, you know, if they're a first time gun owner, which the estimate is there's over six and a half million new gun owners this year, uh, you know, the, it's the antithesis of what they've been hearing. Oh, well, it's so easy to get a gun. It's so easy to be a dealer. It's so easy to do this. You know, we were getting Facebook messages at the height of the pandemic asking if we did contactless door delivery. I mean, it's just stuff that is, you know, really, really crazy and really, really out there for people who are truly, you know, in it and on the up and up and uh, actually doing the things um, that they are supposed to do. And uh, even with you were saying payment, uh, like for e-commerce payment, you know, some people don't realize that, uh, you know, there are certain companies, uh, you know, that won't work with firearms companies uh, when it comes to payment or even website hosting or tons of different things. You know, we're limited on what we're allowed to do uh, with social media marketing. You know, we can't buy Google ads. We can't, you know, solicit, you know, paid ads on social media. So there's there's a lot of little details that that go into that. Do you find that that's surprising for your for your incoming clients? I think to some degree, um, you know, those who are primarily hobbyists who are looking to just kind of break in um, or who are, you know, trying to trying to make a quick buck. They don't necessarily take all the time to understand the far reaching um, restrictions of the industry. Um, but I would say the majority of everybody that does contact us um, and that we work with has has a pretty good understanding. We just open their eyes up to, you know, the full spectrum of here's all the things that you really need to know. Uh, so in large part, I think, you know, most people have a good understanding what they're getting into. Yeah, for sure. Now, you guys work with a 
a variety of different sizes of brands too. I mean, you just scroll down your website and you see, you know, brands like Smith and Wesson and Browning and big five sporting goods, you know, you're, you're really, you know, pretty, there's a pretty steady appetite of different sized and, and different ages of, of businesses that are on there. I mean, does that get more complex based on how large they are? Or are they primarily going after different services than maybe a fax and firearms is? So there can be greater levels of complexity as you get bigger. I would say it ties a little bit more to the business model. So if I were to give you a couple examples, if you go from one facility to multiple facilities, now you're managing more than one license. Uh, there are records that need to be managed with that, such as the ATF bound book. And now uh, you have to consider, well, you know, how, how do I manage those together techn technologically or do I use paper? Um, you know, other levels of complexity are I, I might start, start importing or exporting or getting into NFA firearms. Maybe I have a retail store that's attached to my manufacturing location. So typically, as you get bigger, we start to see some of those variants um, attached to the business model. So they get more complicated. Uh, but that's not always the case. So, for example, a distributor from a regulatory perspective, um, most of the industry distributors tend to be rather large and they're one of the most simplistic um, from a regulatory perspective. They just have to deal with an in and an out per se. Um, so it, it depends. Yeah. Across the board. Well, some of the things just clicking around on your website and some of the learning resources that you have, you know, one thing I've found is the Online Firearms Compliance University. Uh, what's that all about and what could people, you know, expect to learn there? What does that, what does that service do for folks? Sure. And, you know, this is actually a great segue um, from your last question as well, because one of the things I didn't mention was it does not matter what size of an entity um, you have. Uh, you always have new individuals coming into the organization, right? There's turnover. And then it's always important to have some kind of independent assistance as well to check your answers, check your understanding. So if you look at something like our firearms compliance university, we provide education for those people who are just getting into this industry but then also even some of the largest FFLs in the United States take our education courses, put them into their own online learning management system so that every employee, as they go through their annual training, they get a refresher on ATF regulations or import or export. And as they hire new people, that they'll make sure that they're trained before they hit the floor. Um, if you will. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine just with how things can change with the NFA and, and with the ATF that they're, you know, that that's a needed thing anyway. You know, there's going to be changes. I know the hot topic right now is pistol braces and what all that means. And I mean, it's been a hot topic before, but, uh, you know, it, it, it keeps seeming to, to resurface, but that stuff changes I mean, for the general consumer, it probably seems like it changes pretty frequently. Um, you know, how, how do you guys stay on top of that and, you know, update that curriculum? You know, what, what, what are the steps and processes that go into it? Sure. So we have uh, attorneys who work for the firm. Um, some work with you, you know, your organization directly, and they're responsible for tracking exactly what happens at a federal level and then a state level. Uh, from a, a firearms regulation perspective. And anytime there's any type of material change that's, uh, that should be shared with a client 
or even prospective clients. We'll update the university, update the courses there so that people can stay fresh and current what the laws are. Um, there's a lot of advantages to online distance learning too, especially as we all know with COVID right now. Right. Um, nobody wants to travel. Nobody wants to be in person. So if you can stay educated and stay at a distance, well, you know, there's a big benefit to that. Excellent. You know, um, and then one of the services that, uh, or one of the, um, offerings that you have on, on your website is something called eBound. Um, you know, what, what is eBound all about the, this FFL software for ATF compliance? Yep. Um, so one of the core records that's required for ATF compliance is the bound book. It is a, a record that uh, stores all of the acquisitions or ends of a firearm, receipts, if you will, or manufacture, and all the outs could be the shipments or destructions or transfers, if you will. And um, back in the day, uh, only paper records were approved. Um, starting uh, approximately 10 years ago, electronic records uh, were approved. And so there's been a proliferation of software, both on-premise and in the cloud, to manage this. Uh, Orchid eBound is our solution for that. It's, it's cloud-based. It's meant for retailers, manufacturers, uh, even distributors. It uh, comes with an integrated uh, electronic 4473. And our goal is keep you compliant, make it simple and easy and, you know, make it inexpensive. So it doesn't impact your budget. Yeah, for sure. It was the same thing. You know, we, we had one of our dealers on, uh, several weeks ago and, uh, one of the things that we talked about there was, you know, a lot of people not realizing whether they're getting into an FFL for the first time, or even if they're going to go buy their first firearm, you know, about the whole process and what the inventory is like and making sure that you're, you're up to date. You know, if we, you know, if we have something like when we do limited edition guns, you know, that has to be signed out to the FFL of the person who's doing the coding. And then when it's all done, they have to sign it back to us and it, a whole process, you know, it's, it's not just, Hey, we ship it and, you know, we get it back or they get it. You know, there's, there's a, you know, a very specific paper trail that goes along with it. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some other, you know, resources if, if people are, you know, looking at, uh, at ORCID, you know, what are some of the first resources that you would recommend, um, to a new FFL holder? Uh, would it be something like, uh, eBound? Would, would you start them in the university? Where, where would be your, you know, typical first steps? Obviously you said business plan and things have a lot to do with that, but what are kind of the general first steps? Sure. So we have a, a, a life cycle, if you will, that, um, you know, we use at Orchid as our methodology and kind of, you know, articulates the lifespan of an FFL. And it starts with licensing and then education and then getting your records set and, you know, then getting in your inventory and so forth. So it depends where our customers are on that life cycle curve when they come to us, depending on what their their needs are. Uh, specific to your question, though, for a new FFL, um, typically it's licensing. Education tends to be very, very popular because uh, those who are getting into the industry uh, tend to understand that there are some risks. They don't want to, you know, bear that liability. And then one of the next entry products typically is the electronic bound book and E4473. Um, those individuals who are getting into the business now tend to be a uh, younger um, uh, generation, if you will. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so they're more technically savvy and the thought of keeping records in a paper bound book is a little foreign. Right. So, uh, you know, it's a very, very popular product. Very good. Now, when it comes to ATF inspections, you know, is that something, I mean, how does ORCID help their clients when it comes to a time of having a ATF inspection or audit or whatever word you want to put on it? You know, what does the support of that look like? Sure, definitely. Um, the best offense is a good defense, right? Mm-hmm. And I think as a business owner, you, you know, you want to be responsible for your, your shop anyways. So knowing where you stand and whether or not, you know, your transactions and what your employees are doing uh, is compliant um, is it's just a good way to run the business. And so there's a couple of different things we can do. Um, often we're called in to perform a full ATF mock inspection. So we would perform the procedures exactly like the ATF would do. Sometimes we even go a little bit deeper to identify uh, things that would be potential violations. Uh, depending on which uh, regulation we're talking about, you know, the SSL has the opportunity to correct errors before the ATF comes in. So um, that keeps you out of trouble and the ATF actually does their uh, actual inspection. And the other piece is we'll teach organizations how to do their own uh, mock inspections so they can monitor their performance. Um, the nature of those inspections varies depending on, you know, whether or not you're a retailer or a manufacturer or whatever it may be. Very good. You know, one of the things that, uh, we hear a lot is just about the different uh, laws that are in different states, you know, uh, as far as, you know, what guns are allowed, uh, what magazines are allowed, you know, all these, all these kinds of things, you know, is, is that something that um, you guys offer through the, the online university, or is that kind of like an ongoing, you know, Rolodex that you're trying to keep up to date as legislation changes, you know, from state to state and sometimes even, you know, metro area to metro area? Sure. That's a great question. Um, and actually, if I compare it to the federal regulations, uh, at a federal level, things don't actually change all that much for licensees. It's really at the state level and state level for both licensees and for consumers, um, where there's constant change across not just all 50 states, but at the county and you know munis- municipality level and so forth. And um, while we do offer training uh, related to uh, state compliance, our core focus is actually a piece of software that we call uh, Orchid E-State. It's something that we co-developed with the National Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers at NESW. And basically you can go into the tool, select your actual state, select the firearm type, a dynamic list of actual features will change. So, you know, if you're, you're talking about a rifle, it might you know, give you different barrel lengths. And depending on what you select, we'll tell you exactly if it's restricted, unrestricted, or not yet determined in a particular jurisdiction. What's behind all that is you know, the same attorneys that I mentioned before are tabulating everything that's going on at a state level into a massive database and just provides all that to the user uh, at a click of a button. Yeah, that's that's such a huge thing, uh, such a huge thing, because there are so many differences, 
you know, between the laws and like, you know, we'll have influencers or potential customers or dealers in different states and different municipalities. And you got some people asking, you know, they'll get on social. Oh, why in the world did you do that? Why didn't you have this feature? And it's like, well, where I live, you know, I can't have that feature, you know, whether it's folks in California with a certain magazine, you know, limit. Uh, there's some states, I, I swear, in New England that it's like if even if it looks like a fully automatic right. rifle, uh, you know, it's all, it's all about optics. You know, that's, that is something that it, there seems to be just a lot of, uh, for, for the general consumer, a lot of gray area, uh, because it does change, you know, so quickly and, and so suddenly depending on what municipalities you're moving in and out of. Yeah. And what's unfortunate too, is at the state level, there's not consistency about how uh, the regulations are reported to consumers and FFLs from state to state. And in some cases they'll name a specific model. That's great. That's the easiest. In other cases they'll name features. And in some cases they'll just name an intent, right. Or a style. And if you're not a firearm expert, um, sometimes it's really hard to determine whether or not those things are legal or not legal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, when we've been, uh, as you can imagine, lots of water cooler talk about the election and everything, uh, you know, around here. And, you know, we'll, we'll throw up every once in a while, you know, when you talk about high capacity magazines, one who gets to determine what's high capacity and, and what right. area. And then the other flip of it is, you know, in what type of firearm, you know, and there's always the whole, uh, well, you know, an assault weapons, it's, it's, it's ARs, it's AK 47s, but then you see like a tactical shotgun, you know, that might even be pump action with a large magazine on. It's like, does that, you know, does that still count? You know, there's, there's just a lot of, a lot of nuance and a lot of, like you were saying, there's, there's people at play and there's legislation at play that is being informed by folks who maybe not, maybe won't be as quite, quite as comfortable with firearms or quite as knowledgeable, you know, about them in general. Right. Very true. Um, one question. And if you can't answer it, I will cut it out. But one question I want to know, when you're doing these mock uh, ATF inspections, what are some common, uh, what are some common mistakes that, that you see, you know, that might be easy fixes or, or ones that F, beginning FFLs might find themselves stumbling over? Yeah. So, you know, let me answer the question from two different perspectives and one being that of, you know, what the ATF might find and what's most common. Um, and in that first kind of camp, there's a different answer for a manufacturer and from a retailer. So in manufacturing, almost everything has to do with inventory, whether or not it's marked properly um, to whether or not it's recorded in the bound book correctly and then, of course, you know, where the ATF spends the majority of their time is, is everything that is in the bound book that says it is supposed to be um, on premise or with my uh, uh, employees, do we actually have it? Can we produce it, right? So the accuracy of those records. In a retail environment, it's almost everything to do with the 4473, which is the record used for transferring a firearm to a consumer or non-licensee. So a little difference there. Um, so we spend a lot of time focusing on inventory and the 4473 from an ATF perspective. Um, not that the other areas are overlooked. It's just those are focal areas. One thing that I like to really tell FFL holders and, and, and business, uh, um, business owners is 
when you perform a mock inspection or we do it for you, it tells a lot more about your business operations than just what the ATF might point out. So if all of a sudden your bound book records are showing that there are firearms that aren't there, they really were just shipped out and somebody didn't record it during the, you know, the shipping process, it says there's something broken with the business process itself. So, you know, whenever we do a mock ATF inspection, we're able to provide some type of supplemental report to the business owner and says, you might want to go look at your shipping and receiving process because not everything you're shipping and receiving has a serial number on it. So you might have some other things to, to take a look at. So um, inventory 4473s and then use the value of those inspections to let you know that you, you may have some other opportunities in the business. Yeah. Cause it seems like, again, you know, I'm just a, a media guy. I'm not necessarily part of, uh, you know, s- some of these things, but it seems to me just from the time that I've been with the company and talking to, you know, dealers and people at trade shows or whatever, a lot of it is so much about just accurate bookkeeping you know, that you have your paper trail, that things are assigned, that stuff isn't squirreled away into a corner or put on top of a box and forgotten about. It's, it's just making sure that you really do have a tab on, especially your, you know, serialized assets. Yeah. You know, it's a great point. And I should probably highlight the majority of anything that we find and that the ATF might find in a, in a new client of ours, they tend to be more administrative errors. Um, we very seldomly have ever come across somebody who's maliciously doing something, you know, to get around the regulation. It's, I may have entered a wrong number into my records or I may, I may have misplaced the location in my factory where I put that firearm. Um, compliance is still very important because it aids in public safety, but uh, more often than not, they're administrative uh, errors. Very good. Well, John, thank you so much for taking some some time for us. If if people want to learn more about Orchid and and maybe get started with some of your services, what where's the best place they could go? Sure, our parent company homepage, which is Orchid O R C H I D L L C dot com, and that'll tell you about the the whole enterprise, if you will, including our two subsidiaries, Orchid Solutions focused on technology and payments and Orchid Advisors, which is focused on licensing, education, and compliance. Excellent. Well, we will definitely put links to all of that in the show notes and get some uh, screen grabs for folks uh, to show during the video. So if you're just listening on the audio podcast version, make sure you click over uh, at factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 40 to see all of that. And we'll have links and everything to Orchid in the show notes. John, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. For those of you who have been watching the podcast for a while, you may know that uh, we had Ryan Donahue from Crimson Trace on for one of our episodes to talk all things optics and red dots and some of the exciting things that CT has coming up. But I just wanted to share one of my personal favorite products of theirs, and that is their Railmaster Pro, the CMR204. So not only is it a tactical light, it's also a laser, and it has all of the industry-proven technology that Crimson Trace has been known for for so many years. But they're not just limited to things like lights and lasers. They've made a big splash in the electro-optics game, whether it's looking at something like a traditional rifle scope or maybe even their new battle optic, which you may or may not have seen 
in some TV shows and movies recently, they have a lot to offer. So obviously you're gonna be seeing some more stuff uh, of Crimson Trace popping up with us here at Facts and Firearms. You may have even seen it uh, staged on our limited edition Mustang rifle that came out in the spring of 2020. Again, lots of cool stuff from them, just like the CMR 204 or anything in their Railmaster series. We would encourage you to check them out at crimsontrace.com. Welcome back to another installment of Jay's World of Eats, election edition. Election edition. We are recording this on election day. Man, have you voted, Dustin? I have. Oh, well, fancy. <laughs> Look at you waking up early. <laughs> Gotta rub it in. Oh, <laughs> Real smug. Oh, look at you, patriotic citizen. <laughs> Real smug. Yeah, so we've been... Uh, We've been uh, flipping around the TVs in here, just watching, Ooh. watching the stuffs uh, whilst working. But, uh, yeah. you know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Uh, so hopefully you all got out and voted today as this will be airing on a Friday. Yeah. Right. I hope we're all still here. <laughs> <laughs> if right. not, this will be like one of those weird like yeah. uh, movies where like the dead parent left a videotape for the kids to watch. It'll be like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to get real dark real fast. This whole thing will just end in, <laughs> in the next day. But thank goodness we got to episode 40 of the blog and podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. Big number 40. Big number. All right. Big number 40. Yeah. It absolutely. Is 40. 40 shows. 40, you know, 40 weeks of shows. I got a 40th birthday coming up uh, in Do a couple you? of days here, Dustin. That'll so this great. timed out pretty well. Yeah. 40 for I the mean, 40. We obviously scheduled this because of that. Uh, are you, know? you uh, drinking 40s on your 40? Playing Edward 40 hands. I am now. <laughs> Edward 40 I hands. hadn't planned on it, but. <laughs> well, uh, before we lollygag some more, uh, this week, the installment is brought to you by our friends at Tipton Gun Cleaning Supplies. We're going to be giving away one of the ultra cleaning kits. Uh, this thing is stacked. Uh, all of your bore brushes, your jag set, uh, bolt carrier and action brushes, bore guide, the picks, the everything. It's all right. Clean here. all I sorts mean, of stuff. You could clean all the things. Yeah. So right. make sure you check out our friends at Tipton Gun Cleaning and you can enter to win this and a Fax and Shield mug. Ooh, nice. Uh, by going to faxandfirearms.com slash blog and clicking on episode 40. So in honor of Jay's 40th birthday. Yeah, yeah. Right. So very exciting, Dustin. So Jay, you came in this morning. Uh, to put something in our mini fridge and yes, I did. And I was, uh, confused and concerned and, uh, it is apparently part of the snack today. It is part of the snack today, Dustin. <laughs> this is sack sack. It is a, uh, Korean orange beverage. Okay. Uh, it's got some pulp in it, uh, some serious pulp in it. It's, um. Sort of like if you took a can of um, mandarin oranges and you sort just, of shredded them up. Just blended that and bad like, boy? Yeah, not even blended. Just like shredded them into their individual little granules and yeah. um, and then served it with the mandarin orange juice. Uh, so it's it's pretty sweet. Um, my 
mother-in-law used to drop off cases of this for us. Uh, she no longer does for some reason. <laughs> Get on it, June's mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, so I got sack sack today. Uh, I'd ask you to do a close-up, but uh, in reviewing past episodes, Dustin. What? Whenever I ask for a label close-up, you do not give me a label close-up. That's up. not true. Totally true. That's not true. <laughs> Side camera this week. Look at that. Yeah, side camera. Side that's camera. right. There we Why go. do you get a side camera? You have a side camera right oh. there. Oh, so I do. Well, I'm just. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. Well, and and for those of you who are watching and not just listening, you know we're we're doing some more kind of on location type stuff and things. So we got a couple extra action cameras, yeah, and I'm still. Getting used to the feng shui and editing them and trying different neutral density filters and all this kind of stuff. That's so meaningless uh, to me. Great, uh, but uh, that but that means we're you know I use them during these segments uh, so I could test out how they do. But rest assured, you're I like get this. Your uh, I like the side camera thing. Yeah, maybe I should just like move directly in front of this and we could do the entire yeah. episode. Up close and personal Up with Jay Wilson. Personal. Well, while so, you are sack sack. <laughs> while you're tapping the sack sack, uh, we uh, <laughs> we'll show a little <laughs> teaser clip here. Uh, we started working on editing the uh, Thanksgiving special, which includes uh, Jay's homemade getta nice. uh, recipe that we uh, nice. Very good. Uh, that we uh, recorded at um, Bob and Britt Faxon's house. I was Britt- hoping you didn't just trash all that footage, Dustin. Yeah, I just threw it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> no, turned out pretty good. Uh, shout out to our friends at Meet, by the way, meetyourmaker.com, M-E-A-T, your maker. Uh, they uh, get, hooked us up with a grinder and meat mixer and sausage stuffer, dehydrator, slicer, awesome tons of stuff. So we got to use that grinder uh, during the uh, during the get a segment. Um, so, you know, market calendars for that. Like, forget the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I mean, yeah, this is way more important. Which, are they even doing that? I don't know. Uh, well, again, if we're here by Friday, then maybe the world might <laughs> might end, Dustin. <laughs> All right, let's. All right, Sack Sack. You see the uh, the shredded mandarin orange stuff? I do, which concerns me. Mm. So it's not like oh, soda; yeah. it's like more of a no, juice it's drink. Like juice. I mean, it really is like a can of mandarin oranges. That's good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Little uh floaters in there. It's got this like uh it's little <laughs> little floaters. <laughs> These like mini eight ounce cans. Mm-hmm. Sort of nice, you know. It's like yeah, you don't have to commit to an entire twelve ounce uh, you know, can. Yeah, and also if you don't want to commit to an entire 12 ounces of pulp stuck in your teeth. I mean, like, nothing like getting stuff stuck in your teeth when you're drinking Dustin. something. So trifling. Mm. He be trifling. Mm-hmm. Right. So, snack number two, Dustin. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Okra. Crispy, crunchy okra. If you want a close-up, would you would you actually hold it there for a second? Thank you. You're like, close up, please. And then you take it down. How am I supposed to close up that? I don't know. You know, video editing magic, yeah, Dustin. A rando, is, a rando freeze frame would look great. You know, 
I'm just here to make the demands. I'm not actually here for the logistical part of it. I'm going to drink my sack sack. So, Trader Joe's Crispy Crunchy Okra. These things, I think, are freeze-dried or something. Uh, they are, in fact, crispy and crunchy and, and delicious. Uh, look, they even look like okras. I mean, I think it's probably because so. they are okras. Uh, you might think of okra as a slimy, disgusting thing that you find in Cajun food or whatever. Yeah. This is not it. This is delicious. Yeah, because it adds like a... If I remember like eating like fresh okra, it's like salty and it kind of adds like a little bit of a saltiness to the. Maybe. Sort of sticky. Yeah. Sticky. Listen to the crunch on this. Oh my. Oh, you're eating the stem side too? Yeah. Yeah. You just pop the whole thing in. That's interesting. (laughs) What? It's what? delicious. It, I mean, it almost doesn't taste like anything. Right. And, you know, I just sort of like to point this out real quick. I'm okay. MSG. Another close-up. Serving size. One bag. Oh, they okay. aren't messing around. You know, uh, Trader Joe's, I appreciate this. That you're not trying to lie to us and say that someone's going to get four servings out of this. Right. Because they don't. Perfect snack for those of us like me who have zero impulse control and yeah. we'll just pound a whole bag of a snack. I was looking at um my bag of Purina cat treats the other day. For his cat, not for him. Carry on. My cat. Do you know what the serving size they suggest was? Uh-uh. 25 pieces of treats of treats what kind of monster (laughs) i mean can you imagine would your cat eat anything else this is obviously written by a cat i mean mean, this label is obviously written by a cat there's no there's no chance i mean my cat does something good you know maybe like three five treats yeah 25 that's like that's like a full meal's worth well, you know what my cat gets. I send uh, Jay videos in the morning, except oh, he's, he has an inferior <laughs> Android phone. So I found out that my videos are coming They're all so, through like all bitmapped and garbled. They're so grainy and tiny because of your crappy iPhone. Oh, no, the iPhone's wonderful. <laughs> Obviously uh, not if it's uh, taking Android, videos like that. Android just has to crunch it down because it's not good enough. Uh, but the but uh, I, I give my cat uh, little meat treats in the morning. He gets a slice of turkey. And I... <laughs> when I come downstairs and get ready for work, I'm backing up my lunch. Throw Your the cat's cat. so soft and lazy. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, and he's a giant. Like, he's freaking huge. Like, he's he's an old man and he's fat. And he I'm going to send you a picture of our cat because I think giant is relative. Do a little side by side. Yeah, yeah, my cat's pretty massive here. <laughs> she obviously wrote the 25, the 25 treat serving size. Mm-hmm. It was obviously authored by something, someone like her. Someone like Jay's cat. Uh, but yes, I agree. Any snack that is the whole container is the serving size. That's the yeah. way to go. I think that is just the... Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate the honesty here with Trader Joe's. You know, it's like, yeah. 
You aren't fooling yourself. You're going to eat these in one sitting. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, you know, we tagged uh, the folk at, folks at Unique Pretzels. Yeah. Uh, and they commented back. So they, they liked, you know, that we featured them on the nice. show. Trader Joe's is quite a larger conglomerate. Uh, so I don't know how they'll respond, but we'll give them hmm. a tag. We'll see how it goes. I, I love know, Trader Joe's. I don't know who to tag for Sack Sack. Well, sack Sack. You ta- tag just, Lottie. Just tag Lottie Korea. is the... Uh, L-O-T-T-E, maker of sack sack. Maker of sack <laughs> And other fine beverages. And other fine beverages. Thank uh, you, sack sack. Extra pulp. Look at this thing. Also, great little uh, mason jar, double shot glasses or whatever these are. That's, yeah, that's yeah nice. thank you. Anyway, culture today. Korea, Trader Joe's, Tipton Gun Cleaning Gip. Man. Yeah, that's right. Really covering all the bases. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. Cat treats. Cat treats. All right. Can we well, do an episode where we just have cats yeah. eating cat treats in place of you and me? Amelia does not like to leave the house. He he <laughs> no, doesn't like the outside. Not. He's he, eating like sliced ham and yeah, turkey. And- he has worn bald spots on the back of his haunches from lounging for so much over the last 10 years. That's incredible. Uh, he's living a good life. He would just be in here and be like, <laughs> the whole time. Uh, anyway. Back to more important matters. If you would like to enter to win the Tipton gun cleaning kit, all you have to do is go to faxandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 40. As always, if you have questions for the show, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, you want to send some sack sack to Jay, yeah. all you got to do is email podcast at faxandfirearms.com. Don't forget that the week of Thanksgiving, we will be putting out that uh, Thanksgiving special episode, which includes some cooking tutorials of uh, uh, not only, you know, traditional Thanksgiving fare, but the Cincinnati family getta uh, from Jay Wilson's clan, as yeah. well as uh, chess pie, which chess pie. Uh, Britt made with us, yeah. which was fantastic, yeah. as well as some homemade uh, Faxon family stuffing. So very exciting. Be on the lookout for that. Let's hope we all make it to Friday. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Yeah. See you then, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. In <laughs> <laughs> the unaired episode. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah. I think it goes without saying that uh, pretty much every gun owner has their favorite tools, their favorite things that they like to keep in their range bag or at their workbench. Uh, and it's no secret for us that the Wheeler Fat Wrench is one of those. We have several of these up in our assembly area with our armory technicians. And it's because it's a simple, great device uh, that can be used in multiple applications. It's an adjustable torque wrench in a screwdriver type fashion with a series of bits that'll help you with everything from rifle takedown to scope mounting and everything in between. Fantastic tool. Uh, so if you haven't checked these out, you can go to wheelertools.com and they're available in a ton of places, including amazon.com. But make sure you check it out, especially if you're looking for that one missing piece for your workbench or you want to give it to a uh, new gun owner to help set up their range bag. Definitely a great choice. Again, check out our friends at wheelertools.com and take a look at the fat wrench. Thanks for tuning in this week. As always, we would love for you to subscribe on your favorite video or podcasting app. You can subscribe to the show by finding the link at 
faxandfirearms.com slash blog. Click on any one of our episodes to be able to get to a link of all of the platforms that we are on. So make sure you check us out on places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Don't forget that if you want to get entered in this week's giveaway for the Tipton Ultra Gun Cleaning Kit and the Fax and Mug, all you have to do is go to faxandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 40 for all of the ways to enter. As always, we would love to hear from you if you have guest suggestions questions that you want answered on air uh, topic suggestions we'd love to hear those you could email us at podcast at faxandfirearms.com don't forget to check out this week's show notes to learn all about our friends at orchid llc and uh, feel free uh, to share our conversation with john with any of your friends that are looking to start their ffl as well thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week We want to extend our deepest gratitude to military, police, first responders, and more by saying thank you with special pricing and discounts on all facts and products. Here's how you get started. First, you'll head on over to our website, factsandfirearms.com. From there, you'll want to click Support and Guardian Purchase Program in the dropdown. Then you'll see the instructions on how to get started, so let's just walk through those. First, you'll want to register for an account on our website. If you've already bought something from us on our website before, then this part's already taken care of. Second, you'll want to send a copy of your credentials or some reasonable verification of affiliation to customer service at factsandfirearms.com. We get a lot of emails where people are like, hey, will this count? Will this ID count? Will this VA card count? Chances are, yes, a lot of them will count, but make sure you attach an image or a copy of that verification to the email before you even ask customer service. That way they can expedite the process for you. As soon as the account has been created or updated, we will send you an email letting you know that you're ready to go. The discount will be available anytime online when you go to your shopping cart. If you have any more questions, please email customer service at factsandfirearms.com.